Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? Unlike a car with its user's manual, we are born without instructions how to live. We experience life vicissitudes without a so-called user's manual. The Gita has been described as such a guide. These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda, which he has been delivering for more than 25 years. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. Well, as we have been discussing in Vedanta, that we are trying to seek infinite happiness from our finite actions. We are working in this world because we want to be happy. We want to work in a way that gives me happiness. When do I want to be happy? As we say, I want to be happy now and forever. So that's the equation we are trying to resolve. From my actions If I can eke out eternal happiness, then I'm set. Then I don't have to worry about anything. That's why I'm constantly trying to be happy. But as we have seen, that Swamiji uses this story of pool and a frog to explain the point that we have heard the story as children, at least us, that this frog from a well somehow get caught into the bucket and gets into the field and sees a bull for the first time. He has seen, never seen this world out there and sees this big creature called bull. He gets afraid, goes, jumps back into the well and he's trying to explain to his friend what a vast world out there and what a big creature he has seen. And the other friend said, well, tell me how large it is. Is it this large? This large, he keeps expanding himself to a point that the other guy keeps saying, no, no, larger than that, no, no, larger than that. In the end, it blows itself up. He said, we actually do exactly that. We constantly try to seek out the limit of my happiness. And more we see that there's more happiness out there, I try to expand my actions and try to get that happiness. And in the end, we blow ourselves up in unhappiness. So the Bhagavad Gita says that the remedy to get out of this fallacy of my mind that I can achieve the infinite happiness through my finite actions is to become a yogi, karma yogi. I have to act in this world because I'm part of this world. It is my duty to contribute towards this world. So I have to act. But what I can do is I give up the karma phala. The results, I give up the result, the attachment, mental association with the result. So the words before we say, and that is the recipe for a karma yogi. 
to get out of this fallacy of my mind that my finite action can get infinite happiness. So the karma yogi is a tyaktam yuktaha karma phalam tyaktva santim apnoti naistikam. A karma yogi accepts his responsibility to act and act accordingly, but gives up his association with the results. Now he says, the action is my duty and my right, but what comes from this world is just prasad, that the natural occurring in this world. See, when I'm not associated with my actions or the occurring in this world, I'm completely at bliss. Right now, this volcano spitting out ash in the atmosphere in Iceland, I'm completely at bliss with it. Neither I'm upset that why it is happening, nor I'm questioning why. I'm saying that's a natural thing. Volcanoes do erupt. I learned that in high school geography, you know and science, that this thing does happen. I also somewhat understand why that happens. And when that happens, this thing happens. Because I don't have a travel plan right now. (laughs) I have no travel plans to go to either India or Europe. I'm perfectly happy listening to how many thousands of flights have been cancelled. Ask the people who are making plans. Because we have one of these girls, (coughs) Sukshmaya, Sukshmaya is not here she was supposed to go. Now she said, I can make up my plans because I don't know what's going to happen. Now we are kind of, you know, without any, any plan, we'll see what happens. So when the results are not directly affecting me, I'm completely at bliss with it. Yogi sees this as an opportunity to get this bliss for his own actions too and says, I renounce the karma phalas mentally. In other words, whatever will be happening in my life, I will consider that as a natural occurring occurrence in this world. So there is a santim apnoti naistikam. Thus he obtains peace in no time. I have taken the responsibility for my actions, but I have no association with the results. I do not try to constantly associate my actions and the results and try to see whether I got my actions worth. And he said that attitude of disassociation of actions and its results gives me peace. That's the one method Bhagavan said you can achieve which is through karma yoga. But what if I have decided to be a sannyasi? The next verse Say Sarva Karmani Manasa Sanyasya Aste Sukham Vashi. Sanyasi takes a different approach. And he says, I mentally renounce all actions. All the actions which are occurring in my life through me, I'm not the doer. It's happening because of the interactions between this world of objects and my senses. Therefore, I am not the doer. I, the indweller in this uh, in this body, is not 
participating in these actions. So he said, Sarva Karmani Manasa Sanyasya. He is not giving up the actions because actions are natural occurrences. As long as I live, there will be actions. So that's something natural, I accept it. But I disassociate my mental attachment to it. Mentally giving up all actions, so I don't consider them as my actions anymore. And therefore, whatever results are coming, I also not accepting as the results coming to me. Did that attitude of completely renouncing all actions mentally? Bhagavan says, Navadware pure dehi neva kurvanna karayan. This indweller in this nine gated city, the I. I am the one who is indwelling in this body as the life. That I is Sukham Vashi. Now he is reciting that without any problems. He is happy. Why? Because Nakurvanna Nakarayan, not doing anything, and I am not making anybody do anything. So we are seeing this a metaphor used from the Vedic cities or Vedic villages where a city has a fort around it all the indweller in the cities are obviously protected by that fort and they only do their transaction with the world outside that fort through those gates you know my maternal grandfather's address is Vyara Fort Vyara because they lived in within the fort and obviously there are gates, the bazaar gate and then the lake gate. So when you want to go out and do the transaction of the bazaar, you go through that gate and come back. Is it the transaction happening with this world outside for the indwellers like that? He's transacting with these nine gates and we know what they are. All these you know, uh, eyes and ears and mouth are the gates through which I as the indweller transact with this world. So there are nine holes in this my body which makes me transact with this world. So this city, this body as this nine-gated city and the indweller in it, if it gets attached to the mind, it's unhappy. When mind is unhappy, then indweller is unhappy. When mind is happy, the indweller is, un- is, is happy, whatever. So... As long as I'm attached to the mind, there's happiness and unhappiness. But if I renounce my actions by my mind, then I'm neither happy nor unhappy by my actions. Because I do not consider that actions uh, belong to me. I'm not the doer, and I'm also not making other people to do anything for me. Swami used the analogy that the king living in the fort, he himself doesn't do anything. But just by his mere presence, everybody in the city are working. We have seen the like when the boss comes in the office. (laughs) He may not be watching over your desk. I walk through my studio, all those internets are shut off one after, I can see them, you know. I can walk through the, the workstations and everybody is shutting off the screen from one to another. You know? I walk away, all probably internet screens are back on, Facebooks and whatever that is. 
just by mere presence of the Lord, all these actions are taking place. The mere presence of my life force, all the actions which I thought I am doing is taking place. I went to architecture school. I am an architect. I am doing that. All that because I'm alive. That self, Bhagavan said, is once disassociation with the actions mentally, by renouncing actions mentally, is dwelling in this city happily. So sannyasi takes a different approach and says, not even the karma phala, I don't even associate with my actions. They are not my actions. Because I as the self have not taken any part in it. You know. All actions I can categorize as my body did it, my mind did it, my intellect did it. But nothing to do with the self as I am. So therefore... <laughs> A sannyasi finds his infinite happiness in renouncing all actions as mine. Not renouncing actions. Renouncing all actions as mine, he finds happiness. A karma yogi finds infinite happiness by renouncing karma phala is associated with my actions. My actions are one thing and what comes out of this world is something other than that. And therefore, I am not associating this finite actions with infinite happiness. Infinite happiness is my birthright and I am getting it by associating with the happiness and disassociating all the limitations which is stopping me from experiencing that happiness. So both the Karma Yuga and Sannyasi have different techniques, but they achieve the same result. Same result which every human being or every being is trying to achieve from the time of its birth to death. So who is this self and what's my relationship with it or relationship with my action? So the next verse says, Na kartrutvam, na karmani, Lokasya Srujati Prabhu. Prabhu, the Lord. The Lord of my being is Prabhu. Bhagwan makes me do this. Lord of my being is the life itself. Lord of my being is the self in me, which makes me unable to do these things in my life achieve things, lose things, because the Lord in me is functioning. So the definition now for myself is, that self is, na kartritvam, na karmani, lokasya srijati prabhu. The self does not create any, any actions or the agency for the actions as the doer in this world. Myself, when I am not aware of my body, mind and intellect, in my deep sleep, there is no sense of agency. Then I am sleeping. I don't constantly, every third minute, congratulate myself and say, great, I am in deep sleep, without any medication. You know. <laughs> because there is no sense of agency. Who is sleeping? No sense of agency. 
it's only when i wake up i have a sense of agency saying i was having a good sleep so bhagwan says for that prabhu does not create any of this sense of agency or the actions you know na karma phala sanyogam also also he is not the karma phala data this is in a direct contrast with our puranic belief or the vedic gods who were the constant observers of your actions and accounting for your actions and then giving you reward accordingly indra devata you know the varun devata the rain is not coming let's do the yagna so the rain comes down bhagwan here completely destroy those myths and says what is the nature of the lord the nature of the lord is that he is neither creating any actions nor is he creating any agency he is also not getting involved in associating the actions with its results so here we say we have to stop this gita class right here <laughs> because everything i thought i'm going to get out of this life by being a good person doing good deeds so that bhagwan will say and also i had this security net you know net that nobody may appreciate me but bhagwan knows what i'm doing so he's going to give me the right reward and krishna comes out here and says you are not in a kg class my son if you are seeking salvation you are in a graduate class now so let me tell you this bhagwan has nothing to do with any of this neither he is creating actions for you nor is giving you the sense that i am the doer nor he has anything to do with the karma phala he is not karma phala data as generally believed in all religions bhagwan is the karma phala data no no prabhu the lord of my being is not associated with any of that that lord is none other than my own self so he is not taking part in any of that so why this thing is happening then i constantly see my actions the results sometimes appropriate sometimes not i can't stop working because because i have a geeta class the monday morning interviews i can't avoid all this so now it seems like there is a dichotomy in what bhagavad gita says what i thought all my life how do i live my life and how do i reconcile these differences swabhavastu pravartate स्वभावतु प्रवर्तते ऑल दीज थिंग्स आर हैपनिंग अकॉर्डिंग टू नेचर दैट्स ऑल भगवान से द सेल्फ इज नॉट टेकिंग एनी पार्ट इन द एक्शंस सेल्फ इज नॉट द डूअर सेल्फ आल्सो हैव नथिंग टू डू विद द कर्मफला बट ऑल दिस दिस थिंग्स आर वेरी रियल इन दिस वर्ल्ड because things are happening according to the nature of this world i act in one way i expect the world to react in a very different way world act exactly as the nature of the world is that story about the scorpion and the sage 
a scorpion falls into water, he tries to pick it up, scorpion bites it, he falls back, picks it up again, he keeps doing it, says, why are you doing this? That's the nature of the scorpion, and my nature is a sage. We both can stop acting according to our nature, no matter how hard we try. Swabhavastu then this swabhava of this prakriti, we have learned. This prakriti is made up of three gunas. They belong to maya, the illusion. The maya which makes me see this world as a world of plurality, when in reality it is only a world of singularity. That maya which creates this appearance of plurality by these three gunas. So everything now I can say, as long as I understand the laws of maya and how this prakriti functions, I know why things are happening. Once I understand the laws of physics, then there is no mystery for me. That when I turn the switch on, the laws of electricity works through the way it's supposed to work and the light comes on. If the light doesn't come on, I don't have to go and pray in my altar and say, Oh Lord, please have the light come on. All I do is call my electrician and say, I think there is something wrong here. Somewhere this system is broken down. Come and check and say, Oh yeah, just it was just the circuit breaker tripped on. Neil, I have done that in reality. We had a lot of problems. We have called the electrician. And well, we have this problem. I think this thing is Neil. Your circuit brake was tripped off. All you have to do is go to that and turn this thing off. So, as long as I know how this system works, then I can figure out the first thing. Let me go and check my circuit brake. If that tripped off, I can turn it on the other side and it will work. Because I understand the laws of this nature. But not understanding, I blame everybody and say the light is not coming on when I turn the light, the switch on. Maybe somebody put a spell on my office. You know? Somebody has a bad intention for me. He doesn't want me to succeed. That's why. Say, no, no, Neil, it's a law of electricity. All you need is a good electrician and things will work fine for you. Bhagwan says we do exactly that. We blame the person who has nothing to do with these actions, myself. We give credit to someone who doesn't have anything to do with it, myself. We associate my actions and what's happening to me when sometimes there is no correlation. I may be the best architect on this planet but there is no work out there. So if I don't get work, should I blame myself or the world or both? He said, no, no, it's a natural occurrence in this economy. Happens every few years. One who understands this, he said, he will achieve that sense of peace in no time. In the last verse we have seen, he said, na adate kasyachit papam Nachaeva Sukratam Vibhu. Vibhu, the one who pervades this entire universe. 
Vibhu, myself, the Lord of my being, is also Lord of this universe. He na adate kasyachit papam. He does not give, he does not accept any sins. I may be a sinner, I may have done things wrong with my body by not eating right stuff. Myself does not get affected by it. My body gets affected by it. I may not have behaved properly with somebody because I'm emotionally upset. It doesn't do anything to myself. It's just my mind is upset. They said, it does not accept any sin. Nachayevam sukritam vibhoho. He also does not accept any good deeds. No sin or no good deeds affect myself when I am in a deep sleep. It really does not matter whether just before I went to sleep I committed a murder or just before going to in a deep sleep I donated one, one billion dollars to a charity. When I'm in deep sleep I'm nobody. I just do not exist as a limited being. And therefore, he said, the self in its own awareness is not aware of any sin or any good deed. He does not accept any of those. Agnanen avrutam gnanam tena muhyanti jantavaha. Neil, whatever you say, when Bhagavad Gita, no sins, and but it's happening every day. That my name is Khan, you know. I am Khan, but I am not a terrorist. How do you reconcile this thing? Why do we have this sense of, you know, bad feelings or ill feelings? And why do we have a sense of guilt and a sense of, I did something good? Where does that come from? And he says, Agnanina avrutam gnanam. This knowledge of myself that who am I is enveloped by ignorance. This ignorance does not let me feel this infinite happiness that is my birthright. Ignorance does not let me experience the joy of being almighty. Therefore, I associate myself with these sins and good deeds. That does not make any difference to the self at all. Just because I can't see the sun does not mean the sun is not there. I just don't see it because it is covered by the clouds. Or just because my time zone, I am in night, does not mean the sun has gone away. Sun remains where it is. My situation will let me see it or not let me see. Self remaining same, the ignorance covers the presence of the self. I do not feel it. It almost feels like it's enveloped by this ignorance. I feel a ray of hope that I exist. That the self in me, I'm very aware of it. But I can't grasp its vastness 
because like a ray of light in a dark jungle looks like a tiny bit of a light in this vast darkness is enveloping it but we know if i see a ray of light there is a source of light beyond this darkness all i have to do is remove this darkness and i can see that light agnanen avrutam gnanam tena muhyanti jantavah all the beings are deluded by this ignorance about the self as long as i consider being i consider myself being a limited being this is me and that's not me i am deluded by this ignorance the moment i have taken up the conditioning as myself the nature of myself cannot be revealed as long as i consider the space in this room is conditioned by this walls floor and ceiling its association with the vast space outside my mind cannot perceive all my mind can perceive is this room is too small the space in this room is not enough to have this event or that अज्ञानेन आवृतम ज्ञानम तेन मुह्यन्ति जन्तवः देयरफॉर वी हैव दिस सेंस ऑफ आई एम द डूअर आई शुड गेट द राइट रिजल्ट्स आई एम इनकरिंग सिन आई एम इनकरिंग गुड डीड्स बट द सेल्फ रिमेनिंग इन दिस नाइन गेटेड सिटी इज नॉट अफेक्टेड एट ऑल जस्ट लाइक द स्पेस इन दिस रूम इज नॉट अफेक्टेड बाय एनीथिंग दैट इज हैपनिंग इन दिस रूम by the conditioning of this room the space is not affected it will never was affected and never will be affected so we have seen the definition of god per krishna and we will see the next three verses so सुखिनाद्राणी पश्य कचिदुखभागे ओ शाति 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 हरिओ नम हरि ओ